sweat the tech. Most bees make honey. These killer bees make great sports insights, but they also make honey. Don't ask about the process. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's Joel and Jeremy. Time to hand out game balls from the weekend. Uh, he's blank on Brad. This texture wants us to explain the complicated tiebreaker in the NFL. I'd do that, but it would take 15 minutes. And we got game balls to hand out. Long story short is all the tied teams go into like this eliminator, and you go divisional tiebreaker first. You eliminate all the teams who don't win the tiebreaker in the divisional tiebreaker first, and then it's like head-to-head after that, blah, 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 blah. But I believe that the reason that the Texans aren't a wild card at the season we're in today is because they have a loss to Indy. They're 0-1, so they lose the divisional tiebreaker. They're now eliminated from this pool because the Colts win that. And there you go. Like, that's kind of the easy way to sum it down. I, know I, don't, I, I don't think I helped at all. Uh, 713-780-3776. You want to hand out some game balls? Who deserves them? Go ahead, Blankers. I'm, I'm going to do what I did last week until they do something that makes me change that because there's so many choices on one team. The game ball goes to the San Francisco 49ers as the most dominating most impressive football team right now on the planet because you can go from their quarterback to their running back to their running back slash wide receiver to their defense and look around the table and go, when does it stop where they stop beating teams by double digits? We had this discussion with BZ Money. They are knocking the socks off of everybody they play, and they did it again against obviously not a great team in the Cardinals, but the Niners are impressive, so the whole team gets another game. <laughs> Fair. They're really good. Uh, I was playing Christian McCaffrey in fantasy football in the playoffs and somehow came away with a victory. Don't know how I did it. Uh, McCaffrey's ridiculous. Brock Purdy had four touchdowns. Like, if Brock Purdy doesn't win the MVP... Then McCaffrey might. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a quarter. I think it's a quarterback award. But if Brock Purdy doesn't win the MVP, I believe he's going to have the greatest numbers for a football player to never win the MVP. It's quite possible. I mean, when you look at the fact that, you know, everybody calls him a game manager. But you know what? The stats don't – game managers don't throw for four touchdowns and 300-plus yards consistently doing everything to gain the – yeah, I get it. If you give the ball to a guy and he runs forever after you throw a four-yard pass. Sure. He's making good passes. He is. Uh, I was going to say – I don't know what a game manager is anymore after Cam Newton called Tom Brady, Peyton yeah, Manning, and Drew Brees that. game managers. I don't know what to believe. Did you see the back shoulder throw he threw to Debo late in the er, second half of that game? I missed it. Debo was running like a corner route, and the, the defender had his back turned, and he throws like a, a, a soft fade back shoulder to the pylon, and Debo just turns back and adjusts a little bit, lands on his butt, catches the ball, and you're like, man, that was a hell of a throw. My first game ball goes to Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift. My game ball goes to Taylor Swift. Let's fix that up in post-production, Joe. Taylor Swift, Bill Belichick's anti-hero. She got oh, the boy. Chiefs back on track. The Chiefs have been struggling. All this drama. Andy Reid got fined $100,000. That seems steep. For a coach. That seems steep. He yelled at the officials and got a, in, in his post-game. He got fined hundred grand. A hundred grand. I don't make that in five years. A hundred grand. Normally they do it like to how it relates to a certain, to like a player's salary and stuff. But for a coach, it's normally maximum 25. For real. I saw that and I was like, ooh. Yeah, Mahomes got 50. There's, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. There's a rumor Taylor Swift's going to pay for both of these fines. She's just the leader that Kansas City needs. They're struggling. Uh, They don't believe anymore in Kadarius Tony. Yet, Taylor Swift uplifts everybody. She puts the Chiefs on the map. And they go into uh, Gillette and come away with a victory. Was she getting really Taylor aggravated on she one of the routes that Taylor Kelsey Swift. was running? Yeah, she got a little animated. Yeah, the no pass interference call. Yeah. Yeah, a little potty mouth. She's start, starting to understand American football real well.
Well, I mean, she's from America. I'm just saying because she was like, hey, this football thing, I've been missing out on it my whole life. Yeah. All right. What are you going here, Joe? I mean, look, Josh Allen did not have his best game this weekend, but the Bills just crushed the Cowboys. So my game ball, James Cook. They finally figured it out. 25 carries, 179 yards, one touchdown, two catches for 42 yards, another touchdown. James Cook is a monster. Like, Mm -hmm. Joe Brady, it feels like he's fixed the Bills. Crazy. I, I, I kept saying to you guys, man, I'm like, you know out. what? As much as I know Jeremy's not the biggest Josh Allen fan in the world, but when you look at their resume the last couple of weeks and the fact that, like you said, that they're actually efficient with a running game, all of a sudden you look at the Bills going, no one wants to play that team. They look like they're getting right at the right time. Yeah, they're playing uh, pretty good. James Cook's a stud. Uh, I, James Cook was ready to take off, and James Cook took off. One of the reasons I won my fantasy football matchup, I had James Cook matching Christian McCaffrey. That was outstanding. My other fantasy football team, I, I had a bye. I have Tyreek Hill, but I had a bye. So hopefully he gets oh, healthy next week. I have a technicality to ask you guys about that. I All have right. Tyreek Hill, too. Uh-huh. At noon, at, 12, at 11.59, rolling into noon, I took Tyreek Hill out of my line, or I attempted to, yeah. and they told me I couldn't. It was locked. Yeah, why are you waiting until 11.59? They announced that usually like 11. Uh, I got a lot going on these days, if you haven't noticed. You must and not so really care I about all of a sudden realized I got to check my game. lineup one more time. I made the move at the appropriate time, and they wouldn't let me, and I lost oh, that's on you. by as, a couple as, of points. As soon as the first game kicks off. But it didn't. It hadn't kicked off yet. I had the TV mm. on in my office looking at it. No, that's on you. It's just probably your league settings, that honestly. My what, league uh, settings suck. My uh, my next game ball. Did you lose your playoff game? Uh, uh yeah. Would you have won with your replacement? Yeah. That's yeah. tough. You should have you should have done it an hour earlier. You, That's you on need, you. You need people like me. Yeah. In your league because yeah. Beard forgot to set his lineup in our fantasy playoffs. You reminded him. No, I I let them switch out his player. Oh, you're the commissioner. Because no, I'm not. Uh, BMAC soft. is. But oh, I I want soft. I want a real victory over Josh in the playoffs, right. and I'm oh. still going to get it. Super soft. So I think that league's free, right? If you set my, his lineup well, today, you might really get it. In that the uh, free, for, does it have lead, does it have stakes on that league? Yes. Oh, I want man. I want real victories. No asterisks for me. Oh, in the other league I'm in with the producers here, I picked up a uh, Drew Locke because he has no quarterback, and Geno yeah. Smith's not going to play. So. You know what they say about your oh, fantasy good, football good team? Dirty pool. No one cares. That no one cares about your fantasy football team. And I know full where I know I'm fully aware that I'm the one who started this conversation. I love fantasy football. <laughs> Who's though. your uh I like fantasy football chatter as well. So Joe, no one cares Joe's about not your only team. Bush League and who said it, but he goes he goes he goes a little bush to make sure he gets victories in fantasy. That's actually football. the that's actually the antithesis of Bush, I think. It's pretty right? pretty savvy move. I mean look, he didn't have, like BT in our producer league had three quarterbacks on his roster. Two of them aren't playing, one was Jake Browning. So he had Geno Smith in his lineup, and unless Jalen Hurts doesn't play, he now doesn't have a quarterback because I put a player on injured reserve and picked up Drew Locke, and I'm going to advance to the playoffs. It's too much waiver-wire Drew Locke talk here. Uh, Lamar Jackson (laughs) in the hunt for MVP. Lamar Jackson doing the Texans a favor. Lamar Jackson doing Lamar Jackson things again. Lamar Jackson, to me, gets a game ball because he's had – I mean, again, with the receivers that he has, and everybody last night was all over OBJ, who hasn't hardly done anything. He's been a little bit better recently, but, but pr- still. pretty mid, yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's the reason why the Ravens have the best record in the AFC and are going to probably be the number one seed. And so Lamar Jackson, to me, gets a game. Yeah, you know, I think whenever we look at Baltimore, I don't think we spend enough time on their defense. 
their defense is legit. They their have defense a lot of really good players good. on defense. Like this, the Ravens' offense is taking some hits. Like Mark Andrews is a massive loss. Oh, the running Keaton back Mitchell, last night, yeah, towards he was days, running the all over the place. And, and actually, Lisa and I were watching the game. I'm like, this dude's unbelievable the way he's bouncing things outside, running. And all of a sudden, the minute he took that step, I go, oh, that's not good. Yeah, they Lisa. lose another running back. I am poor surprised. Lisa's got a torn knee, and she's watching another guy tear his knee. Oh, she felt it's very bad. Cruel and unusual punishment. They're the last game on Christmas. On Monday, Ravens Niners. Such a great game. The the Lions, San Francisco five and a half. I was surprised that it's that big. Those are the, t- the top team in the AFC and the NFC, and they're saying San Francisco's their five and a half point favorite. And that's especially after Buffalo hammered Dallas. But, but also to Jeremy's point about their defense, that defense is capable of at least coming at the Niners a little bit, to where that does seem kind of hot. That'll be interesting. Very interesting if it uh, stays there. Well, I just, it's just a fun game. I, meant, I didn't mean the line. Oh, I meant just right. the game. I'm looking forward to the game. That, finally, on a Christmas game, that'd be worth watching. Jared Goff, five passing touchdowns. Quarterback, my fantasy football team that everybody cares about. Unbelievable. Where's this Jared Goff been? He's been the epitome of mid for the last six weeks. He goes off for five touchdowns. Amon Ray St. Brown, seven catches, 112 yards, two touchdowns. And Sam Laporta, who could have been yeah. a Texan. Five catches, 56 yards. Was it three scores or is that a typo? I'm pretty sure it was three scores. I think that's correct. I think it was three scores. The Amon Ra touchdown, though, that everybody's losing their mind over. Yeah, he flipped. But, I mean, like, everybody's saying is the greatest touchdown of the year and stuff, I think, was a bit much. But it was a, it was a, hell, of a, it was a hell of a good catch and way to hang on to the football when you flip over. But, yeah, I mean, Detroit played well, but they had to. That was the first time that they've... Uh... That they've really looked like the Detroit Lions offense. Yeah, I mean St. Brown, time. Gibbs, like they all—they all look good. All that look was good. that was peak Detroit. If they can do that in the playoffs, they can cause some damage. Joe, you got another game ball? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Gardner Minshew. It wasn't the mm. you know 215 yards, not the most yards game, but three touchdowns. The Colts—they're a good football team. They are a good good football team. I'm curious what they're going to look like without Pittman. My guess is he's out for at least two weeks. That was a nasty hit. Did you see the yeah. reverse angle of it? Yeah, they, they suspended that guy for the rest of the year. Did oh, they did they really? really? Yeah. That's a little unfortunate. That's unfortunate. I don't agree with that. I, I don't either. He led with his shoulder. The, the Like, another thing is, like, if he doesn't, like, dive and lay out for it, and he just hits him in the belt buckle, he doesn't get suspended at all. Yeah, Tom Brady's already come out and said that Gardner Minshew should be the guy with the season-long suspension oh, because that's a it's, hot take. it's his fault. Because he that's hung a, him out to dry? Ooh, yeah. I like Tom Brady uh, with hot takes. Yeah, I mean, that's what Tom's been saying. Like, that's he's why like, he didn't do TV. All these players are he'll be there next year. Yeah, he's going to be sitting out a year. But he also doesn't want to offend players. I think he's going to. He's doing it next year, though. We'll see. He doesn't want to offend players? Uh, he said that? He said the NFL product is worse on than it's ever TV. been. I mean, he did it on national radio. Yeah, but... Not a lot of people listen to that national yeah, radio well, like they do the, if he's calling a game for the number one team for Fox. Yeah, but when Schefter puts the quote out, everyone sees it. It's it's just like, he's not wrong. Like, these are hospital passes, and the defense the defensive players are getting punished for it. It, it is it is a terrible pass. You might as well play two-hand touch. Like, I, I'm shocked that guy got suspended for the rest of the year, but it sounds like he's kind of got Kareem Jackson in oh, him. Oh, he's got a little reputation. They, they said it's not the first time he's had something like that this year. Uh, I, I can tell you who deserves another game ball, and, and I actually have no problem saying this because of who he beat and how he beat them. Baker Mayfield was oh, unbelievable he's on yesterday. My list. Baker Mayfield had, what, four touchdowns, 300-plus mm-hmm. yards? Absolutely. Almost 400. Just, I mean, he's doing me a favor because, thankfully, it looks like the Packers' defensive coordinator is going to get fired finally after this. Yeah. But that was ugly from Green Bay, but 
huge win for the Bucks when they needed it, and that's all Baker Mayfield. Ocho says, uh, David and Joku, she rice for carrying my fantasy team to the next round of the playoffs. No one cares about your fantasy football team, Ocho, but congratulations. Wish you well this week. And uh, 2010 says, give the MVP to number 78. He had a good game. Look, you have, you have this many rushing yards offensively. You got to give credit to the left tackle of the Houston Texans. He had a penalty or two, didn't he? He probably could have had a couple. Yeah. I thought he got away with it. Oh, a few. they got away with one where they actually showed it twice and had it right where he jumped early. And yeah. they didn't call it, but he also had a few. You at know, least one. He left the game for one series. Too. He got hurt. He, uh, did, did they say the injury? No. Did because they show it? He got, he got a penalty. It was after a penalty. I swear he went to pout. No, it was after the interception. It was after the pick six because he didn't return to the field after the pick six. Okay. Now, that was two plays after the penalty because, remember, it was third and five, and then you had a false start, which was on the left tackle of the Houston I Texans. I don't think he was on the field he was, for the pick six. I, he, he, chased, was? Okay. He, he was chasing down the guy that intercepted okay. the pass. So I think he probably tweaked a hammy or something. Yeah. He does have a bum knee. He, he does have that's, – that's legit. It's legit he has a bum yeah. knee, which is fine. You can use that as a, as a – I'm not going to say excuse. You can use that as a reason to give answers about the left tackle of the Texans. But if he has a bum knee, he shouldn't be in the game when it's 30-6 to six and 30 seconds left. Ooh, got that Just right. saying that. Like this guy saying that the Cowboys should have pulled their starters at halftime. That's probably right, too. Maybe a little aggressive. Maybe they did. They just didn't actually take him out of the game. They shouldn't have had those guys in late. No, but football, still, the Cowboys football coaches are like so absolute weird about rear end yesterday. Yeah, but you had Dak in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It's weird. He gets hurt. Your season's toast. You're not coming back to win that game. All right, 713-780-3776. We'll get to a few texts and calls and reaction on the other side. Also, get to the Rockets as well. One and one over the weekend. What were your takeaways? Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy this next bit of brilliance with Joel and Jeremy. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Killer Bees. Famous toastery bowls happening right now. I didn't know that was a thing. Had no idea. We saw one hell of a catch before, during it. If that was the game we were watching, Joe, before the show started. Someone did a D-hop one-handed touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone. That was wow. rather impressive for I, Western Kentucky. Bowl games just don't do it for me. They just don't. That is. Western Kentucky is playing Old Dominion in the famous okay. toastery bowl. There you go. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Let's go out to the HRMP listener line before we get to the Rockets. Lamont, you're in the high for the bees. What's up? Hey, man, uh, let me just say this. Uh, before the game, uh, I, I really didn't have an issue with the whole uniform stuff. But to see the uniforms, uh, 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 to see the uniforms, not only the uniforms, but how they had the, the stadium decked out, it, it, it made me feel some kind of way. It made me feel some kind of way uh, uh, in, in a weird way when all of those uh, uh, Titans were going down injured and hurt. I was like, oh, my God, uh, uh, what are all of those? It messed with my head, man. Uh, it messed with my head. But uh, that's not what I'm calling about. What I'm calling about is what's really going on in Nashville right now, man. It seems like that, that, that city is trying to just steal the, the Houston's whole identity, man, uh, from all of the players and the coaches and, and everybody that they take from Houston. Uh, and can I can mention, and let me just say this. About uh, uh, Mike Brady, uh, 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 I felt the cowboy had and stuff like that. Uh, is he gonna really do Bron Phillips? I'm from Houston, born at uh, uh, St. Joseph Hospital uh, in downtown Houston. You, you can't be doing the whole Bron Phillips cowboy hat with some freaking tennis shoes on, man. At least put some ropers on or some <laughs> some alligators. Uh, 
he out there looking like he out there looking like some kind of frat boy or uh, uh, with a cowboy hat. Uh, no, no. To get back to my uh, uh, main point, I just want to know why that city is trying to steal Houston's identity. That's uh, love the win yesterday. My son, uh, my grandson, just pointed, so I got to get off the phone. Okay. Did, did, did he say what I think he just said his grandson did? What did you think he said? Farted? Uh, that'd be pretty PG for Lamont. That's why I dumped <laughs> it just in case. I, but yeah. I wasn't sure, but I was hoping that that was at least as tame as he would go. Why would he have to go for that? <laughs> that's why I don't think that's what he said. <laughs> probably not. Okay. That's probably not why you would go. Yeah. But well, when we found out, at least in his mind, what he had to go the last time, we don't need to talk about that either. But Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. You know, when he's talking about all the things with Vrabel, it, 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 Bum would only wear boots, right? Not even loafers. If I remember him Bum, wearing boots. Yeah, I always remember Bum wearing boots. I don't think Bum would have even gone to the loafers. I think that if you're going to do it, you play the whole thing. But look, this is just the red ass of the Adams family that's never going to let go of the differences that they had with Bob Lanier, the mayor at the time, the city of Houston, and why they had to move. And this th- th- that's everything behind all the stuff and all the antics they continue to play, and the fact that they promoted it all week as Texans versus Oilers, and there was Oilers draped around the field and all over, and ex-Oilers all over the field yesterday. It's just the Adams shrunk, shrunk, Amy, whatever her name is, uh, trying to do do one more gotcha from her dad. Get over it. You were eliminated from the playoffs because you lost. You took the L yet again. And enjoy that because no matter what you wear and how you went about your business, the Texans took care of there. Yeah, I think it was a giant troll. Like, I mean, I, I can understand doing that, having those uniforms. You sell more merch. You sell more jerseys, all of that. Uh, but they knew what they were doing whenever they scheduled it against mm-hmm. the, the Texans. And, you know, Vrabel knew what he was doing wearing the hat. And they knew what they were doing when they brought out a bunch of Houston guys like Earl Campbell and Warren Moon. And, uh, yeah, so it was a giant troll. They knew what they were doing whenever they had a wine bottle that had Love You Blue and put it in the Texans' owner suite. They, they knew what they were Did doing. Did they really? Yeah, I didn't giant, see that part. giant troll. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. But the Texans got scoreboard. Texans got scoreboard. Like, if they're real tough, do it in two weeks. Yeah. Wear those uniforms when you come to Houston. Do but that. Don't think that they probably, she probably would still want to do that. I don't think so. You don't? No, I don't. Why wouldn't she love to bring the Oilers back to Houston knowing she's the one that controls the look and the uniform and that it's still going back to Tennessee at the end of the game? I, I just I don't think that they want to do that. I don't think they want the smoke. I think it was all for their home fans, mm. even though they have nothing to do with the Oilers. Uh, this guy says that uh, grow the bad word up. The uniforms don't belong to Houston. They belong to that franchise. So tired of hearing people cry about that. No, they belong to the fan base. I think they belong to the fan base, the Oilers fan base. It means way more to the Oilers fan base than it does Amy Adams Strunk. Uh, 713-780-3776. Let's go back out to the HRMP listener line for Ebenezer. Ebenezer, you're in the high with the bees. What's up, Ebenezer? Yes, is this Charlie Palillo? Used to be. Where's Charlie Palillo? He's on Sports Map. He's not here oh, anymore. Why, Joe? Why? Joe made the executive decision. Yeah, we could have done the the, the Palillo's. Eh, I don't think so. Why did you do that, Joe? He was Blankers was about to do his Charlie Palillo impersonation. We were going to have some fun with Ebenezer just in front of the holiday season. Sorry, you want to call back Ebenezer? Yeah, Austin? call back Ebenezer. You go straight to the front of the line. Seven one three seven eight three seven seven six. Yeah, because he calls and he's like, uh, uh, and then he gives me a fake name every time. You knew who it was? Yeah, his name's Austin. What does Austin do? I don't know. He calls in sometimes with his real name, sometimes with not his real name. What it's is really he? Weird. What does he talk about? Like whenever he calls in, just normally. He said he wants to talk about the Texans. I don't remember. No, but what is Austin? Does he? Does he sometimes he a serious caller? I think so. I'm not familiar. I think with this. that was Austin. I'm not it's familiar not with Austin, Austin's game. I'm not familiar with his game. 
I remotely remember randomly sometimes some of the calls are a little bit. But what's the other guy's name that always brings up the old, old, old players? That are still, oh, Keith. Keith. Oh, Keith. Keith. Yeah, it's yeah. Keith. Stick. I love Keith. He's so yeah. funny on Twitter. He was. I think he added me yesterday. He said, is T.Y. Hilton available or something like that? That's his go-to. It's T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton's his go-to. Oh, what is He's got a couple of others that are just funny. Uh, 713-780-3776. Rockets go one and one over the weekend. They beat Memphis, and they lost yesterday to Milwaukee. What did you take away from the Grizz and Bucks game? Uh, from the Grizz? Dylan Brooks, I thought, because he really wanted to make a statement going back to Memphis for the first time. I thought he was trying too hard, trying to do too much in the first half. Dylan Brooks impressed me in the second half. Dylan Brooks, I still think, is overpaid. Maybe this is a Kaimi Fairbairn-type conversation, but you know what? He was effective. Dylan Brooks was the was massive for that team down the stretch. Um, and this team is growing up before our eyes. They found a way to win. They persevered. They were getting hammered in the first half, and they found a way to get a victory on the road again, and that was an impressive victory. And in the Milwaukee game, I felt like they got completely out of their offense. I felt like they completely stopped doing what they had been doing all year to be successful. They were doing a lot of isos, a lot of quick shots, a lot of deep threes. They weren't doing the, the they weren't working Alpi enough. And they also played a damn good basketball team that offensively can get you. And so I don't think it was anything that was a massive strike against them, though I did notice that they weren't playing the same offense. You lost to a better team mm-hmm. last night. It was impressive the way you got a victory trailing the entire first half and more in, in Memphis. A lot of times, though, whenever you go, because I agree with you, they didn't really look like themselves offensively. A lot of times when you go to that style, though, it's like one final Hail Mary to like, okay, this our offense isn't working. We're getting beat on that side of the ball. The Bucks defense is just better than us today. So what can our last salvo be? What can our last Hail Mary be? isolation ball, let's see if we can space the floor, beat you one-on-one. And I think that's what they were doing. Like, I think that Ime was like, you know, our offense isn't playing right now or playing as well as we're capable of. Milwaukee's just the better team tonight. Let's go isolation ball and see if we can get back into this game. Or some big threes, right? Because yeah. that's you, but the you home break run. break it down, the home draw, run. you dish, hit the 3D three, three man, Dick Vitale, he's awesome, baby. Uh, but a lot of people thought they were going to get their ass blown out. And when you look at, right. if you look at through the first half, the one clear message was shooting percentages were close. Threes were close. They, you know, they, they were hanging in every other area. But second chance points, based on the fact that they were getting absolutely annihilated on the board, mm-hmm. tells you that Jock Lawndale ain't the answer. No, and that when this team really needs to turn the corner for good, they need to find some bigger bodies to be able to spell Alpi and do more because they got absolutely owned on the boards and, and anywhere near around the post. And that's when you got a Lopez that can play Alpi and then say, now what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I'm with you on Brock. I had, or not Brock, Jock. I had higher expectations for him to start the year, and he's he's a walking stiff. Like, if the Rockets make a move at the deadline, not that they're going to make a splash, I would love for them to figure out a way to try to package Jayshon Tate, maybe the, because Lando's contract's kind of expiring. Yeah, it it's is. a four-year deal, mm-hmm. but it's but got three-year team yep. options. or None of them are guarantees. They're basically team mm-hmm. options because there's no guaranteed money after the first year. Um, so, and Oladipo's on this roster. If you could package something, like maybe a pick or two, and you trade for a significant backup center, because no one's going to be a starter. You're not going to trade for a big man that's going to start over Jabari or Shingun. 
But trade for a guy who's a legit rim protector that can come off the bench 15 minutes a game and change the game with his defense and his rebounding. That's the one piece that I would like the Rockets to add before the deadline. I would add to that, too, that he could start if LP either you know was rested, resting yeah, or hurt. Capable. And when LP comes off the floor, he doesn't need the ball offensively, mm-hmm. but if he gets it, he's not a liability. But yet what he does bring to you is, like you said, a rim protector, a rebound, a post defender that has enough sand in his shorts that he's not going to get moved around and used and be a liability there either. And I think that they could really, really use someone like that. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't care if it's a DeAndre Jordan type. I don't even need much offense. No, absolutely. But if you give a guy that could finish at the rim, get a putback and be able to hammer it down or do something with it, I think that's the kind of player that this team is sorely lacking. And you saw that amongst other things when you're playing a team like Milwaukee, but you could see it against Memphis a little bit too. Joe, what did you think of that uh, the game yesterday, Rockets and the Bucks? I think the, the biggest thing for me is I, I just didn't feel like the Rockets were in this, you know, they were in the wrong weight class last night. Mm-hmm. I felt like they belonged on the floor with Milwaukee. I'm not saying that they're, you know, a championship contender team or anything like that, but just it showed last night, like, they can, they can ball with the big boys in, in the NBA. I think... They can hang with pretty much any team. Now, last night, efficiently, like they played one of their best games collectively, and they still lost by nine. But I just was impressed that like they're not in the wrong weight class when they're playing with these teams. Yeah, I still think total roster, they're they're the Bucks are in a different weight class. But you took the best punch you could have taken basically from Dame and Giannis in the first half. I think they combined for like forty in the first half, to where you took the best from their dynamic duo. And you were still in the ball game, though you were, you know, you were trailing. And on the road, yeah, and on the road. So that that is definitely that's a feather in their cap. I just I don't know that like consistently against above average teams they can do that. At least regular season wise, yeah. like it is because we all know how different the playoffs are. Mm-hmm. And like I'm very curious what Milwaukee will look like in crunch time in the playoffs when the defense picks up and Lillard can kind of get exposed. But at least in the regular season, they just they showed they could hang. They they yeah. played really well, and I think Jalen got hurt. For sure, and he wasn't benched, and that was kind of tailbone. going on. No, his shoulder, right on the dunk. Well, he didn't. He also land on his. Tailbone? Yeah, it was a pretty nasty fall. Yeah. So I, I just thought they played really well last night, and I was impressed with them, even though they lost. I'll tell you this: I think it, Joe, from the from the flip side of that, it might have told Milwaukee even more so before the deadline. They got to do. They got to do something. Like what they gave up and lost by going and making the moves to get Lillard. You don't. You don't realize how much the value of like Joe Ingles and letting him go, and then losing Grayson Allen that they need a couple more offensive pieces. Watch um, Bogdanovich in Detroit. Bogdanovich in Detroit on a really bad team is a veteran that I think Milwaukee might target before the deadline to try and enhance their their rotation because I think they're missing something. This texture says um, Dylan the villain should not have been kicked out of that game. No, he shouldn't. Have. Did you hear how Hollins, he called the official trash. He, oh, he didn't call the official trash. He goes, that's trash. He did. He, goes, he, tried, to, he tried to walk it back in the post game. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, he, he tried to. He like, did saw- in the moment. <laughs> But everybody needs to be real. They didn't lose the game because of that. No. But that was pretty bush to be able to toss him at that point and then toss Adoka on top of it. See, I well, Adoka earned it. I mean, Adoka went on the floor. Like, Adoka was trying to get ejected. The official was trying to get through the game. It was a nine-point game with 50 seconds left to play. So, like, I can understand the official's point of view. Like, Saying from the no-call aspect. Sw- yeah, of you it. swallow yeah. the whistle. There's, there's 50 seconds to play. The game's been decided. You're trying to get out of town. So I can understand that. But if you're going to do that, 
you you gotta you gotta hear it from Dylan Brooks. You give you him gotta, the one. You give him the one. Not, nothing. I don't think you should give him anything. Like if you're swallowing the whistle because it's a nine point game with forty five seconds to play, you have to wear whatever he's going to say to you. We'll discuss it in the break because I think if you heard what I thought I heard that, got that, that Dylan said to an official, you got to give him one. Ah. I don't know that you give him two. If you're not going to call a foul because you're trying to get out of town, you can't give a technical. That's where I stand on Depending that. Depending on what you say. I, I disagree. I don't, you could say whatever there. I'll tell you in the break. I'm, I'm telling you, you could tell me whatever you're going to tell me. If you're not going to make the call because you're trying to get to the end of the game, you have to wear it as official no matter what he says. No matter what he says. I disagree because okay. of what I thought I heard. All right, Mailbag Monday, 713-780-3776. What's your question for the Killer Bees? Ask us whatever. 713-780-3776. Killer Bees, ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. You've got mail. It's Mailbag Monday with the Killer Bees. Something's in the bag. Mommy? Mommy? What's in the bag? Oh, what's in the box? Who's in the box? He's Blake. I'm Branham. Mailbag Monday for the Killer Bees. Whatever you want to ask, ask away. 713-780-ESPN. 713-780-3776. 2010, who would win in a fight on the court? LeBron James or Dylan Brooks? Why is it going to be on a court? I mean, there's no denying the physical size and abilities of LeBron James. I just, I, I think Dylan Brooks is more of an act than it is a toughness thing. I'm not. If I have to choose between the two of those, I'll take LeBron. I'll go Dylan Brooks. I think LeBron's soft. I don't think LeBron wants anything to do with a fight. He's going to take one punch and flop. That's what Adoka would tell him. I just, I don't, I don't think LeBron's all that tough. I just think if you're going to take on a fight between those two guys, LeBron James is still like 260, 265, still rocked up. One of the and best as, athletes ever. Yeah, I think athletically he's going to take down Dylan Brooks. Yeah, I just don't know if he has the mentality. You breaking the to tie, fight. Joe? Yeah, break the tie. Uh, I, I'm I'm gonna go Dylan Brooks. I think LeBron's a fraud. So <laughs> I think Emay's right. You should have asked him. He's kind of biased. Like he, he's, he's, he's gonna go whichever direction. Yeah, Joe's no, a little biased. Emay's right. LeBron. I I love LeBron. Like I, I don't have any issues with LeBron. You don't? I, you I, love LeBron? Yeah, I like LeBron a lot. I I never put him in front of Michael, but I no think way. He's, he's soft. He, I think he's soft. I think Emay's right. Like call him a bitch for a reason. So there you go. 713-780-3776. What's your question for the Killer Bees? Key from L.A. says, Blankers, be honest. Who were you rooting for last night? The Bucks or the Rockets? Uh, you know what? In in years past, I can honestly say there was a time that I would have rooted against the Rockets. I think I told Joe, but his headphones were on. I wasn't sure if he caught all of it or not. But I actually wanted the Rockets to win last night. I, I like the way they're playing. I They're playing real basketball now. They're getting coached by a real coaching staff and head coach. and And I think that more and more with every passing day, I like this team more. So I was actually hoping that the Rockets were not only going to stay close, but have a chance to win. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. Uh, Key from LA. I'm not going to ask your second question, uh, but for one million dollars, can you survive in the desert for five days with three days of without? Okay, this is not worded well. I think he means for one million dollars, can you survive in the desert for five days with only three days worth of water? I want to say that I, I think I could get. I, I think I could give it a fight if the sun's out. Probably not. What are we defi- like? What is like? How much water is three days worth? Like, can you ration the three days worth into five? So you don't die. How how quickly can you die from thirst? Because you can you can go without eating for like forty days, but you can die from thirst much quicker. I think it's like days. Actually, I don't think I. I, don't, I think the answer to this is no. So you can. Oh, you can do ten days without water. 
then I, then I, I want to say I'd give it a, a shot, but there's no chance of if getting... If you're in good health. But there's no chance of not. getting any shade. It depends on how much clothes you have, because maybe you can shade yourself with... Well, I mean, you're in the desert. Where are you finding shade? The Cag- clothes. <sighs> so you can start shedding clothes, like you hold keep it your up? head... Let me put it over your head. And you should. I think I could do it. Okay. This says, as a general rule of thumb, a person can survive without water for about three days. If you ration out the three days worth of water, I think you can get. To, I think you can okay. do it. I think that, I can do it. But that might be if you're like on a city street or in a rural area. But if you're in the desert with the sun beating yeah, down on you, that point. changes the variables. Could you do it? Yes or no? I don't think so. I think I I'll, could. I'll be honest. I'd love. I, I'd love to say that I could, but I don't think so. How much would you be willing to try it for? Because one million is probably not enough for me. That's what I was thinking too. One million is probably not enough for me. But if you raise it to about five, I'd be tempted to try. So what happens if you don't? You die. Yeah. So that's I don't know that I'm I'm, I'm risking that. Well, that's what I'm asking. What's the price for you to risk it? There's not because I got two young kids. Yeah, but I got to be around for my I mean, kids. Yeah, you could reap the benefit they, if you cash in. They love dad. But if dad, you don't and dad's not around, I ain't doing it. They love dad, but they'd also love a Mercedes when they turn sixteen. Exactly. I, I have life insurance, so. Five million? I do too, Joe. It's not like I'm running around without it, but I'm not trying that. I- I'm going to be around for my kids. I feel like Dana would give me an answer. She would. She would say like, "You can go for ten million. I, my wife would say like a hundred bucks. <laughs> She'd be like, "Give it a shot, sweetie." Might not even call me sweetie. Six seven six one is Matthew Golden going to be good at Texas? I think so. Uh, Golden Golden's a really high potential player that probably hasn't lived up to his potential yet. But I think he's going to be a, a good fit there with Sark in, in, in Texas. I wish him well. A good kid. Uh, 713-780-3776. Let's go out to the HRP listener line for this one. Pena, we haven't heard from you in a while. Hope all things are well. What's your question for the Killer Bees? Hey, what's going on, guys? So I got two questions for y'all. Um, y'all y'all's wings, how do y'all prefer them? Uh, do you prefer a, a dry rub or a wet rub? And... Um, the next question is, how, how long do you think uh, Josh Beard is going to be out with a custom protocol? Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. Did he say ribs? He didn't say that. I think that that was part of the allure of the question. He didn't say I was going to say, I'm assuming you're talking about barbecue. Let's use let's use ribs as the as the vessel here to his question. Okay. I'll go dry rub. Okay. I'm probably going to go a wet rub. Okay. I'm going to go a wet rub. I, on my ribs, I like the wet rub a little bit more. Second part of the question, how long is Beard going to be out? Uh, he'll be back Thursday. Okay. So three days? Oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, Wednesday. He'll be back Wednesday. I'm going to go Wednesday as well. Yeah. I'm going to go Wednesday as well. I call BS on the concussion, though. I think this might be a case of domestic violence. I think Beard might have got beaten up by his wife. You think his wife pushed him down the stairs? Uh, Maybe, or that's just an excuse. Maybe he got a nine iron to the side of his head like Ellen did Tiger. Based on sources that I've heard from, I don't think there's any denying he is concussed. He is 100% concussed. There's my source. How do, how do but, you know? I, but because he talked he to him to the on doctor. the phone. He went to the doctor. What is the doctor going to do? He talked to him on the phone. The doctor took an MRI of his brain. They did a CAT scan. No, you do the eye test and all the other stuff. <laughs> he was in the blue tent. Josh Beard would have had a mild concussion if you would have asked him last Wednesday. And he was completely fine. Beard's yeah. a walking concussion. I mean, that's probably fair. But I think I believe him this time. Josh Beard is the shape of a bowling ball. Maybe that's why he fell down the stairs. That's why it's a little domestic. I think he got a nine iron to but the side you, of his But if temple. you're a bowling ball and fall down the stairs, aren't, don't you just bounce all the way down the stairs and you don't get a concussion? But your head still bounces. <laughs> Depends on which bowling ball. Uh, he said, Pena said, uh, he said wings, not not uh, ribs. Same. I'm a, I'm a wet rub guy. And I'll dry rub. I, I like I like my wings wet. Uh, 713-780-ASPN. What do you like? It's 50-50. It's either lemon pepper dry or wet the rest of the time. You don't like any pico with your wings? 
Not really. Lemon, lemon pepper? I, I like the lemon pepper. I like spicy lemon pepper from the, uh, sometimes. The one from... Whatever. Leave Pluckers. It. Yeah, that's so where good. I get my spicy lemon pepper. So good. Their spicy lemon pepper is their best flavor. Yeah. Which is, that's that's both. Yeah, they're putting one up in the north side, by the way. I like a good spicy garlic. 713-780-3776. Back out to the HRP listener line. Roy, you're in the hive of the bees. What's your question? Hey, how you doing? What's up, Roy? Hey, now, I have a question. It was it was brought up. Uh, if you're, you have a wife with children and you have a blood sister, uh, both of them got into a a massive fight of argument and you and they have to and you're in the middle of it and you have to give the gun to one of them but both Ooh. of them tied up which person would you give the gun to your wife with the children or your blood sister your Jeez. would you say blood sister yeah blood sister like not a half sister yeah not a stepsister yeah your your blood sister yeah, yeah. A no fight, there's a fight to the death your sister and your wife. Yeah. One gets the gun. Who do you give it to? This isn't even a. This isn't even a question. Yeah. My wife and kids. And my wife's getting the gun, and it yeah. ain't even. Sorry, sis. Sorry, sis. But no, You're not out. real. That's it. My answer is wife. My answer is wife. Mine too. But if we go math here, if we go math here, what do we know about divorce rates in the U.S.? You can get another wife. You sure can. What do we know about the divorce rate in the U.S. of marriages? It's fifty percent. It's like a coin flip chance of working or not. Where, how often do you get a new blood sister? Never. At this Rarely. age, never. At this age, I'll it's let not you know happen. when you. I'll let you know when you say something that changes my opinion. Okay. I mean, I'm still going. I'm going wife too. Yeah. There's no doubt. I'm going wife. I'm just saying. Plus, I don't have a blood sister. Uh, a bunch of half sisters. Oh, turkey or ham for Christmas? Turkey. I like ham more than turkey. Do you for Christmas? Yeah, a little honey glazed. I, I actually, and growing up in the Midwest, and we had enough of the honey glazed growing up. That I there are there's plenty of times where I miss the ham for the holidays, but I've I've always been turkey. We were uh, we were a ham family growing up. Mm-hmm. My wife doesn't eat pork, and I don't eat pork anymore either. No, my wife doesn't either. <laughs> so so we're, neither uh, do I. We're going short ribs. We're gonna make short ribs for Christmas this year. Ooh, that we're gonna start a new new family tradition. The answer to this is tamales from Valencia's. Oh, and that's a well, good answer. Lisa would love that answer. Ocho, because of your sassiness, I'm not going to read your question. That's your punishment for pettiness. I hear that Pluckers is going to be like in the Woodlands area. Uh, last oh, one. and Portillo's. Can't wait. There's a Portillo's coming? Yes. Where? I think in the Woodlands. Are you for real? Yes. Gino's East did not work well up there. It did not, but that's because you had to wait 45 right? for yeah. a pizza. Quickly. Like, really? I, I, I think it's been under for like eight years. It, it went... I used to deliver someone pizza. Somebody said, to be fair, you can get another blood sister, too. Not at our stage in life. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, no. no. I'm past that game. No. We all are. Yeah, we're all past that in yeah. our stage of life. A blood sister with your biological father and mother. Not that happening here. Sailed. Yeah. At our age, it's not going to happen. Yeah, but Portillo's is coming. I'm looking can't for, wait. I need to get a Chicago dog in me. <laughs> 1970 oh. cold pizza, yay or nay? Yeah. here For breakfast. Come I on. actually... I really like to reheat it. I, I, I used to like cold pizza, but I like to reheat it now. Now, do you microwave reheat it? No, toaster oven. That, Absolutely, call. I'll microwave heat it. I'm lazy. No, Give me it makes, it makes the crust all, all funky. It does make it, but I'm still going to eat it. I, I, we got a toaster oven that heats it up quickly with a pizza setting. How That's much what time? I'm going. Like two, three minutes. I go air fryer. Half siblings are blood, bro. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said full blood. 
Did the he question say was full blood? blood. Yeah. I think so. I think it was full blood. Maybe I screwed that one up there, Marky Mark from Spring. But good catch. That's well played. All right, that does it for Mailbag Monday. Thanks. That was a good one. All right, let's talk contract extensions. Between yesterday versus the past few weeks, there's a few players that are jumping out. What do you do with John Grenard? What do you do with Kaimi Fairbear? What do you do with Devin Singletary? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. What do you do if you've ever been to a car accident? Or do you get into a car accident? Or somebody you know has been in a car accident? You already know the answer. You call Hollingsworth Law Firm. Hollingsworth Law Firm, they're not going to charge you up front. They're not going to ask for a retainer. They're not going to start billing all of these hours and ask for that quickly. No, you don't pay a thing until you win your case. Yeah, that, that's absolutely right. The fact of the matter is, is when you get into a car wreck, you can never predict when. You're never prepared when you do. But you can be somewhat prepared if you save the number in your phone to Hollingsworth Law Firm because they are the experts at car wrecks. You need an expert in your corner. You don't need just some run-of-the-mill, any-day lawyer. You need the experts to be in your corner. And because you don't get pay, you don't, they don't get paid unless they win, they're going to be extra motivated for you. And that means right from the jump, when you have that phone number, they'll fight the insurance companies, the other driver. They'll fight what's... For what's rightfully yours, and they're not going to stop fighting until you win. Insurance companies are the worst. We all know that. They're pesky. They fight you tooth and nail. Just ask Paul Gallon. He he almost went postal on his insurance company. He should have known about Hollingsworth Law Firm. He would have dealt with those insurance companies so Paul didn't have to. It would have saved us a lot of trouble. Uh, Call now, 713-999-8773. Free consultation. Plug the number in your phone, 713-999-8773. Visit them online as well. CarWreckTexas.com. It's Car rectexas.com Welcome back Houston. These guys missed you over the last break. It's the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Branham, live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios on ESPN 975 and 925. He's Blank, I'm Branham. It's back again. The ESPN Listener Christmas Party. Join us Friday, December 22nd for our annual Christmas party shenanigans. The party will be all day at Nick's Place, starting with John and Lance in the morning, all the way through the Killer Bees with us. You won't want to miss any of it. Come early and stay late. Texans picked up a player today. They beat the Tennessee Titans, and then they claim former defensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans. Tier Tart. I say that right? Is he related to Jamie Tart? You know, don't know that part, but I think you said it right. Okay, and you were telling me that you read some fancy next gen number that he's really good at stuffing the run. Yeah, Pro Football Focus, uh, Steve Palazzolo in September he tweeted that of according to the Pro Football Focus grades, when defensive tackles are double teamed in the run game, he was the third best in the NFL. He must be good. So Pro Football Focus says he's good. He must be good. It sounds like he got cut for effort and just not. Not working out there in Tennessee anymore. This was the, but we'll see. This was a big shock this weekend. That Tart didn't play. That no, that, that he got released. You know, I wonder if they released him because they got eliminated from playoff contention, and maybe he's in the final year of his deal. So now it's more important about like team chemistry. Oh, didn't and stuff? they release him Saturday? Yeah, he got cut before the game. Yeah, he got cut before the game. Oh, well, maybe they knew a, they were going to lose. This to the was Texans. like a big deal, and and I was like, you know what? It sounds like it sounds like when the Texans were trying talking culture all the time. And that um, Cunningham, and before Cunningham, who was uh, uh, the the corner that came from Denver? Roby. 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 Did those kind of things. It, it kind of had the feeling to me with kind of some of the, the things I was hearing that this was one of those where it was a locker room issue more than it was ability of player. It's kind of surprising to me, though, uh, that the Texans would do this. You know, maybe they believe D'Amico can fix him or keep him on his best behavior. 
But the Texans' defensive tackles have actually been yeah, I don't understand pretty it. good and deep. Like they have like Rankins and Collins have been really good, right? And then Davis and Heinish have been pretty good. And, and Davis had played pretty well yesterday too, to where I, and Heinish played a lot of snaps. You saw him on the field a lot. I don't know. You saw the snaps more than me, but it seemed like he was out there a lot. Yeah, they both were. Yeah. I don't understand at this point in the season where you could use the depth somewhere else, but maybe they think they can keep him around. Maybe they just feel like he could be a gimmicky stop the run guy. Like, you play a really good team against the run, and you just stick or him in there. Or is this a guy you could keep around for more than this season? I doubt if, it. If Rankins and... and uh, He's only got... He didn't have any years on his contract. So, like... I mean, I don't know if yeah, that's I really... That. I think it's to help this year's team. I mean, he's probably better than Davis and Heinish. So, maybe it's just we feel like we can upgrade slightly, and if maybe. we can upgrade slightly, it's worth the move. I can I can respect that. And you get him in, in-house, and if he's not a problem, then he's a little bit better than Heinish. He's a little bit better than Davis. Why not? Now, you know, it'll be interesting, too, to see the health of Will Anderson. Hopefully that high ankle sprain doesn't cost him to miss a lot of time. But this, I don't think, is a parallel move because he's a defensive tackle that weighs over 300 pounds, not a defensive end. You know, you made the move for the guy from, from the Eagles – and he was on the field. He, he and Jerry Hughes played the exact yeah. same amount of snaps. Which were? 30-something. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, it, something. I, I'm never going to fault the team that's trying to get better late in the season because no. they've got playoff aspirations and more, so good for them. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I'm not going to blast this move either. Like, if they feel it's a slight upgrade, cool. If it doesn't work out, you just cut them. Like, yeah. it didn't cost you a darn thing. Um, Honestly, this is something I felt like Nick Casario just chose not to do the last two years. He didn't have to. Because, like, they just sucked. And, like, and now they're, they're taking low-risk high reward players off the waiver wire that were cut for whatever reason mm-hmm. the third like, time yeah it's like i'm i love this this is great the previous two times i mean it's been a win and this can't be a lose this can't be a loss like the, what's a loss in this case you claim a player he doesn't play well or he doesn't even play a snap you realize he's not very good you cut him it costs you nothing but a little bit of money i don't care about a little bit of money whenever the other guys foot in the bill but it's helped you in the previous two cases mm-hmm. you picked up adrian Amos, or however you pronounce his Amos, name. you're right. He played some snaps yesterday. He did. And I like him better than DHC. Well, when Jimmy got the concussion or whatever it was, and he couldn't play anymore, you had a veteran that you could bring in instead of a guy with a hyphenated name that you yep. didn't want to bring and in. And then you mentioned the other guy, Derek Barnett. Yep. Like, he's picked up two guys who actually yesterday played 30 snaps or more, and you just claimed them. So I kind of like what Casario is doing. We with always that. talk about kick the tires on a veteran to see if they might be able to help you, and that's normally early in the season, not with a season, with a game, a team going down the stretch with a chance to actually make the playoffs, I'm fine with these moves. Yeah, I, I think this is shrewd. Uh, even if it helps you just a little itty bitty bit, uh, Lamont says right now, would you give D'Amico coach of the year or Browns head coach uh, Stefanski, Stefanski? coach of the year? I mean, he's, yeah, he's got more wins. He says what Miko is doing is amazing, but Stefanski's down there fourth quarterback is crazy. But they also had a ma- they had a really really good defense they did. and a great roster. And they're playing Joe Flacco. Uh, uh, okay. Texans are playing Case Keenum. <laughs> Yeah, but the Browns have four wins with four different quarterbacks. They have nine wins with four different quarterbacks. I still think D'Amico is the story, and he's going to get the run, and he deserves it. Sure, I mean he, he is. He's. I think. And Steichen should be in front of D'Amico. I think there's four candidates. Steichen's one of is them. Is Campbell now out, or is Campbell no, no, still? He's, a he's one of the four. Okay. I would have D'Amico in their hunt. I hadn't really thought about Stefanski, but Lamont brings up a good point. I haven't seen the odds. Uh, I doubt Stefanski's going to get the votes, though, for some of what Blanker said. And plus, he was kind of on the hot seat earlier this mm-hmm. year. If you're on the hot seat earlier in the year, it's hard for you to win Coach of the Year. He's also going to be the scapegoat because of Deshaun and the way he had been playing or yeah. not playing if if things went south. I, I think the other two are Dan Campbell and uh, and and Shane Steichen. Shane Steichen's coaching his tell-off. Yep. Yeah, look, I, I, I'm fine if you want to tell me it's between Steichen and D'Amico. I still don't think Campbell, being on the cusp of the playoffs a year ago, 
has done enough, especially because they've been teetering a little bit, that I didn't think he should be in the running for Coach of the Year. But I, I, I will hear all of it if it's between D'Amico and Steichen. Here are the latest odds. The best odds for Dan Campbell is plus 300. He's the best odd favorite. D'Amico's plus 350. Shane Steichen's plus 350. Stefanski's plus 1,500. He's actually sixth on this list. That's surprising. I'm surprised, too. Uh, you lost Nick Chubb. You have won nine games with four different quarterbacks. There's an argument there that he should be in that top three category. McDaniel and Shanahan are ahead of Stefanski. So it's Campbell you, plus 300, D'Amico plus 350, Steichen plus 350, Mike McDaniel, Magic Mike plus 800, Shanahan plus 850, Stefanski's plus 1,500. You had one of the best defenses in football coming mm-hmm. back. So, but yeah, I, hear you, I hear you on losing Chubb and losing, the, and, and losing Deshaun. But I think that overall, at one side of the football, you still were going to be really, really staunch that I, I don't see enough for for Stefanski like I do like these two guys in their first year doing what they've done. I, I agree with that, but I would argue that Stefanski should be ahead of McDaniel and Shanahan. Oh, I, agree. I totally that's, agree with that. That's kind of he like could be in the top in the five, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't think he's going to be – he should be a, one of the top two finalists. Like, McDaniel being plus 800, Shanahan being plus 850, and Stefanski being plus 1500 feels wrong to me. It feels like super wrong. I feel like Shanahan should uh, – If Stefanski you want to put him above those, those guys and right there outside of – I would say it's it's D'Amico and Steichen. Campbell can be behind them, and then you put Stefanski right behind Campbell, and I'm fine with that. So who would be your pick of those three? Right now it's still D'Amico. I, I think that you still had, you know, we kept talking about Indy as a team that was rudderless because of the quarterback, but the rest of the roster was really, really good. The rest of the roster, roster is showing you that they've been really, really good. And they got a quarterback that can do exactly what they've been, but Ballard's been looking for when he went with Ryan, when he went with... Um, Carson Wentz, and he did the things that he did. So I think that the roster was better overall at the start from the start of the season for Indy, and that D'Amico in his first year with a roster that was abs- and, a, and a complete situation that was absolutely horrible that he was inheriting, and an unknown at quarterback as well. I think that I think D'Amico gets it. It's close, but I gave it to D'Amico. Joe, who would you go with? Can I cop out and just say whoever wins the Colts Texans game? I thought no. that I also thought that it might come down to that. I was I was going to say the same thing. I, yeah, I was going to I was going to say that the voters should like make a trophy. A title is on the line. Yeah. Coach of the year. Whoever wins Week 18 Texans Colts, you are our coach of the year. I think that's the answer because it's going to be whoever's a higher seed. But I think it'll be D'Amico. I think D'Amico so wins win it. that game. I do. I think the Texans get the ten wins this year. Maybe okay. 11. They can get to 10 without winning that game. That's true. That's a good point. Indy beat up on the Texans pretty good. First time that they played in Houston. Yes, they did. No less. Richardson was a big part of that. Not really. He played two series. But he, they scored on both of them. They did. True. <laughs> so, okay. so yes and no. <laughs> yeah, so he was a big part if he was responsible for two scores. Yeah, he looked like the best player on the field in those two series. He looked too. really, now, really good. The second series, they got the ball on like, the Texans' 10. But he still scored. He, he did, but it was at the Texans' 10. And then he got hurt doing it. And he got hurt into the end zone, which I think he's going to be a problem in his entire career. The AFC South, Lawrence, Stroud, Richardson, and Levis going to be pretty who gets good. More hurt, who gets hurt more between Richardson and... and, and uh, your boy, Lawrence? No, Levis. Yeah, Levis is foolish with the way that he, he handles almost his body. did it again yesterday. He th- puts his body in harm's way a lot. Yeah, and that uh, one awkward looking sack at the end. I think he was embellishing trying to get a call on that play. Maybe he looked like I he really dying. do. But it looked he did. I mean, but they I think he was literally when they said they didn't want to show the replay. Yeah, I know. I thought, oh my god, end of the season for Will Levis, right? And then he's like running around ju- the sideline. Yeah, he's running around after that. I'm going, come on, guys, are we that soft? We're not showing a replay like that. That is weak. 
And I didn't. I, look, I looked to see if there's any comments about it. I couldn't figure. I couldn't find anything. All right, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. Let's get into that contract extension talk. There's some decisions to make for the Texans. Fairbairn was the game ball recipient yesterday. Singletary was great. Gron, uh, John Grenard had two and a half sacks without Will Anderson on the field. I can't believe it. Uh, what is the plan for Casario? How do you bring these guys back? Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN ninety seven five and ESPN ninety two five. 